0: This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to Life Made Better. We've got a very special guest with us today. Her name, Katie Simmons. Katie is the co founder of Kim Banana, a production company that specializes in children's content and empowers them to learn through content that inspires curiosity, delights, and surprises, like the very successful show Yakadi, currently airing on BBC. But before that, she worked for the BBC where she created, wrote, or developed shows, including Go Jetters, Something Special, Mr. Bloom's Nursery, Show Me, Show Me. And the list goes on and on and on and on. Katie and I have known each other for a while now. In fact, my kids have been on Yakadi because they are absolutely in love with the show. So any mums listening to us looking for some sort of content to help them develop those language skills, please tune in. They're going to love it. And she's also an incredibly talented, creative and energetic force of nature and we could not be happier to have you here today. Welcome, Katie. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm incredibly flattered by that introduction. That's lovely, thank you. (laughs) Nothing by the truth, Katie. And I'm sure our audience would love to hear a bit more about you. So tell us about your background and your path and how you got here. So
0: in terms of career-wise, I always knew I wanted to work in children's TV which is perhaps a slightly strange thing to always know I wanted to do. But maybe it was because when I grew up, TV was really important to me. We didn't, like as a family, do a huge amount. We didn't go a lot of places. I lived in the middle of nowhere, so I didn't really have a huge amount to do. So TV, for me, was a real window to the world. And it was something that I always thought looked like great fun to be involved in. And it's something I always just wanted to do. So I basically head down like a viper tried my hardest to to make that my career so I did I went to university and I did English I I, I wouldn't say I was a traditionally creative person you know I was I always thought going up that if you're creative you're someone that can draw and it didn't really give way to an idea of having creative thinking is also considered a creative person I could write and again I didn't really realize that that was being creative So I did writing at university and from there I wrote children's magazines and then fought and fought and fought my way into a job at the BBC and I worked there, gosh, I don't know how many years I worked there. I'm quite vague with things like that. I kind of know patterns of my life but I don't really know sort of years and times. So I, yeah, I worked there for a time and then I kind of worked my way into a department I really wanted to be at, which was development, which was creating ideas and coming up with ideas. Yeah, so from there, I sort of created a few shows with a lot of other people as well, try and get them made. Not all ideas are made a lot of the time. And I worked there for years, had various successes. Um, and, you know, I loved working for the you see I loved the people I worked with. I loved the content we were creating, and then the BBC moved at the time they were based in London and then moved to Manchester and it kind of upset my flow a little bit and I kind of wanted to enjoy that mood and didn't. Uh, so I, I just left, I just resigned my job and I kind of did it with the faith that not knowing at all what I was going to do, but with the faith that I would be okay. And with the faith that I wanted to do something that made me happier. So from there, I worked as a freelance scriptwriter for children's. And then, really, by luck rather than by design, I was still keeping in contact with people I've worked with over the years. And we were working on a few ideas together just to kind of keep our juices flowing, really. And one of those was bought by the BBC, which was Yakadi. And off the back of that, we created a company called King Banana. Sorry, that was a very long-winded answer to your question. That
2: was so inspiring though, Katie. And so many things to uh, pick up on. The fact that you just continued being persistent, even though it wasn't always easy. There were so many different steps to it. And the fact that you just kept having faith that eventually it would work out. And when it wasn't working out, you were brave enough to give in your job and go in a different direction to eventually owning your own production company which I think is incredibly inspiring. So you say you're not a creative person and I like the fact that you all children kind of grow up thinking if you you're creative if you can draw which is a is not a good box to put them in. Um, You obviously are creative and you
0: create your shows so how do you come up with these ideas for your shows? So I'm very much a believer that uh, I really believe in children's TV. I really believe in children. And for me, children are where the ideas start. I think children's media is is often sort of poo-pooed. It's very easy, very simple. But actually, in my mind, it's the complete opposite. And it should be and could be the best possible TV around if you put the effort in and if you research your ideas. So for me, ideas come from research and they come from researching children. A lot of the ideas that me and my business partner Lottie come up with and wh- why we, we rhyme so well as a creative team is we look for a need, a developmental need, an educational need, an underrepresented group of children or a creative need or just something that we feel children would benefit from and it would improve their lives if they had this in their life. And from there, we sort of work backwards. And we also very much work with experts. So just in the show I mentioned earlier, Yakidi is a show that encourages children to speak. So to to come up with an idea like that, you need to really understand about speech therapy. You need to really work with experts who day-to-day encourage children to speak. And then from that nugget, you can put the creativity on um, I've done a number, which is a similar thing. You'll you, you find a very simple learning goal and put the bells and whistles on top of that. For me, simplicity is a great place to start with ideas. Um, just that one simple thing and keeping that kind of streamlined throughout is in my mind what makes a good idea and makes good quality content.
1: To... I, mean, I think it's something that really shows because, you know, obviously having two little ones that do like uh, TV, you know, they've been devouring Yakadi and Go And I think it's something that really shows. Um, and I think you were right in saying that for them, it truly is a window to understanding and making sense of the world and help them develop. And I can see that every time they walk away, especially with Go Jettas, with uh, Chloe, my eldest, she gets those nuggets of information that sometimes she would come back to the kitchen and i will be like, where do you let that from? I haven't even you know, been exposed to that in a million years. What's happening here? And she would tell you, like, you know, it's come from that TV series." So I definitely second that value of, of learning within the shows and as a parent, the importance of actually knowing that they are exposed to something that makes sense and is going to help them in a way. Uh, so that's, that you know, that's something that we truly value. So kudos and thank you. But, I also yeah. think as well, i oh, sorry. Interrupt no, you. I'd say I also, I also think as well, something that
0: parents tend to feel guilty about putting their children in front of TV. And if it's something with an educational, I mean, education with a capital E value to it, then that, to them adds value but i'm also a really big believer that tv for children doesn't have to always be educational there's a real value in storytelling there's a real value in them just connecting to a character into them under, like having having their own world like you say with these are their friends they're their friends on the tv and you know for me there's a lot of very rich brilliant storytelling shows as well as educational shows and it just tends to be the it's kind of a bit of a fashion is perhaps not the right word, but there, there's a lot of educational shows at the moment because I guess there's so many parents are relying so much more on TV than perhaps they did do in the past.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the bad reviews about TV come because the research is done on TV that isn't actually good for children. I was a teacher for 12 years and then I trained teachers for 13 years and I always let my kids watch a certain amount of tv and i think they learn a huge amount from it you know that curiosity that yeah. connection the multisensory you can't get that and i used to use it in classrooms as well i'd use video content to just inspire and engage them which they wouldn't have been engaged in if they hadn't had that multisensory input it's like,
0: so true and i think you know it's the same for grown-ups Of course, if you're gonna sit and watch X Factor on loop constantly, your brain is gonna be like chewing gum. But there's so many other, there's a huge range of experience that it can offer you. And it's the same for children as well. And I kind of wish that, you know, investors and channels understood that, because if we invest in children when they're younger then you know that is that gives us a whole opportunity for a whole new generation rather than it being almost like the gutter of the tv that's I just I can't understand that logic
1: another thing that we were curious about Katie because you mentioned that these ideas often come from simplicity and identifying that there is something kind of missing or there's a niche and then exploring how to convert that into this sort of content. So, where do you look for this sort of inspiration? Where, where, do you start when you have an idea, or what's what's you know the birth of that idea? So, I get a
0: lot of inspiration. Uh, even though I said I'm not, you know I'm, I can't draw. I have a very visual mind, so I have a lot. I get a lot of information I I go to books I love graphic novels not necessarily even for children just things that are very simple and laid out very colourfully and easily that for me really works I also get really inspired this sounds perhaps a bit weird by sort of a bit of jealousy and competition if I see something either in a book or on the tv not necessarily within my industry or a film or a painting that I think is absolutely incredible. I think I wish I'd have done that, and that kind of inspires me to move on and to and and to do as well as I possibly can. For example, Fleabag, that that TV series, I just loved it, and I just was so impressed. And I'm a similar age to Phoebe Waller Bridge. I was like, wow, she can do something like that. She can push the boundaries that far, and she can make that happen. And that's kind of what inspires me to do it and so that's kind of like on a big scale but also on a smaller scale you know i it's a very competitive industry that i work in and i know a lot of other companies are trying to do the same thing and i want to make sure that our company gets if there's a small budget available to make a show i want it to be our company that gets that budget and makes that show because i know we'll do the best job so it's kind of that that's what kind of inspires me to keep going with it and to push the ideas I don't want to see anything I've seen before. So I kind of really, that inspires me as well. I kind of think, you know, there's there's the first idea you come to, maybe I've seen that before, and then where can I take it? And then where can you take that? And then where can you take that?
2: I love the way your mind thinks, because I think so many people get the negative voice in their head thinking, well, there's no point in us doing that because someone's already done it. There's no point us, you know, trying because it won't be good enough where do you get that posi- is it positive thinking or collaboration with your brain how do you get to overcome that kind of challenging thinking that some people get or
0: do you not get it <laughs> I don't I yeah I mean don't get me wrong like I sometimes yeah definitely get defeatist but I think I am generally probably quite a positive person so I think it also really helps working in a team you know I work with a business partner and we have a great team around us and making sure that team always has work and making sure, you know, me and my partner, business partner, probably really spur each other on to keep going, really. And also, this is the type of work I like. Running a business and running a TV production company, you know, I, I set out to, to write or to come up with ideas for shows. 80% of my day is spreadsheets, budgets, filling job positions, uh, doing risk assessments, you know, at the moment with the with the lockdown and the COVID crisis, it's it's basically eighty percent insurance, and it's boring and it's not what I like to do. So when I get the opportunity to do creative things, I will absolutely grab it and I will run with it and I will try and make the space in the day to do it, because otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> I kind of think what's you know what it keeps me going and it keeps me happy and zippy. Yeah, Yeah, a few things you said there, I think, key for
2: our listeners, one is following your joy, two, when you work with somebody else and you get that connection, how you kind of keep pushing each other forward, which is so important, and the fact that not all parts of your job is enjoyable. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be times when it's a real struggle and you're doing lots of parts of the job. I know when I became deputy head, all the paperwork, I was useless there because I was only actually good with the people and the children. <laughs> but because I really believed in that bit, I would do the other bit. So I think that's a really valuable lesson or teaching or in- something that should be shared with the audience.
1: Mm. And I would also highlight, highlight sorry, resilience and truly connecting with your why. Because in your case, Katie, as you say, like right now also, especially in lockdown and COVID, that's making it that tad more challenging so it's really pushing you out of that comfort zone to come up with ideas to truly make a reality a show that you really believe in and something that you know you know is good and it gives you that strength to keep forward and I know many listeners would relate to that because you know in countless occasions we see a challenge we see something not going the way we want it and then we we are led to think that maybe we should give up So I think that's a perfect example of how truly believing in what you're doing and on what you do matters can give you the strength to keep going, even if at times it feels a bit more challenging or daunting than you would have wanted. So thank you for sharing that with us. I think it's a very valuable lesson. Not at all. I think it's one that I keep having to
0: remind myself (laughs) of as well (laughs) because it can be boring sometimes. But actually, I also think, you know, part of like, problem solving as a business is also creative thinking you know it's not about designing a character or coming up with a theme tune but it is about how you can see something from a different angle and how you can come at it in a way that works for you you know and that to me is also creative thinking
2: yeah it's being resourceful isn't it instead of allowing it to stop you Uh, yeah like you said creative thinking so would would your top three tips to help someone that wants to invite more creativity into their lives
0: uh I'll I'll try and get it down to three but I think don't be afraid of it don't be afraid and of it I mean as in failing don't be afraid if what you come up with isn't very good don't be afraid of judging yourself or don't judge yourself just go for it there's so many people I've come across, I'm sure, as we all have, who wish they would, they wish they could do something or wish they were doing something else. And the only thing that's stopping them is themselves. And obviously, as we get older, you know, we've got mortgages to pay. We've got mouths to feed. So, yes, there are other practical things we have to think of. But I've always been very lucky in having this thought that I will be OK. I will be fine if it comes to, I can always pull a pint, I can always stack shell, there's things we can do, you know, I think back when I was like 17 or something, and I basically drove down to London with one spoon, one fork, and a plate, and just went and viewed a flat, took it there and then, and from there, from that moment, I kind of was living in London working, and it's kind of like, if I could do it then, if my 17 year old self can do it, anything is fine. Everything's worth the risk because you've always got yourself to fall back on. And something else I'd say just in terms of creativity is try not to take it too personally. I know that's quite hard because a lot of creativity really comes from yourself and from your past experiences, especially if it's, you know, the sort of creativity I'm talking about with what I do is kind of creativity for hire. I'm doing often you know, creating to a brief or, or creating my own brief and creating to that. But And I suppose it's much harder if, you know, you're just expressing yourself through an artwork or something. But sometimes I think that can also hold people back because they take, everything is so personal. Not everyone's going to like what you do. Most people won't like what you do. Most people will need you to explain it to them. And that's okay. If you're confident in it and if you like it, then have that confidence confidence in it but then having said that sometimes it's quite good to listen to criticism at the same time and to be able to take that on the chin because sometimes people know what they're talking about and also that's I think so a bit of a thick skin when it comes to creativity I think is also a good tip Um, emotional resilience there (laughs) definitely emotional resilience and then I think A third thing I'd say, if you want more creativity, is to immerse yourself in creativity. Immerse yourself with creative people, with creative things. Go to a gallery for an afternoon. Try and set yourself a challenge when you go on on your daily walk. You know, can you find five rocks and do something interesting with them when you get home? Like, if you surround yourself with it, if you read a lot of creative stuff, if you look at a lot of creative stuff, if you listen to a lot of creative stuff, you know, music can really elicit all sorts of emotions and and fun interesting things I find then it will happen you're like blotting paper you'll suck it in and then you'll blurt it out so you know that would be my third tip
1: Mm, we've said it um, and I think that's a really good one because obviously what you focus on then you start seeing more of so one easy way to invite more creativity is simply by looking out for more creative things around you. And it's as easy as what you said, going out and searching for those rocks and challenging yourself. Uh, So I think, you know, that's, that's a really, really good one. We could also be curious about what are the resources that have helped you along the way in order for you to be able, as you said, like, you know, like going back to that 17 year old and thinking, if I've done it then, then there's nothing I cannot do now. But are there any other resources that have helped you? It's interesting.
0: I was I was trying to think about this, and if there's anything in particular that has helped me, and there's certain there's certain books or there's certain shows that I think have really inspired me. But if I really honest, if I think about it in sort of a more broad sense, it's been people. It's been people that I've met along the way that have really inspired me, either to be better to sort of be like them or to do my best for them or to think you know gosh maybe one day I could do what you're doing and also seeing their attitude to things as well so you know one of my first days working for the BBC I was working with the man that created a show called Something Special which is a show for children with learning difficulties and I'd kind of seen his name on credits before and then the fact that I was working with him I was totally blown away and he's still a very good friend now but something that he he sort of told me that he is still making it up as he goes along and to see somebody like that I'd put on such a pedestal be so honest about about their creative journey and about how you know he's very successful but still has a little bit of imposter syndrome and isn't quite sure about himself some days was just so refreshing and I you know, I still think about him, and and also, like I say, it's about wanting to do your best for them. So I think I probably did really good work when I was working with him because I wanted to impress him. I thought he was great. I wanted him to like me, <laughs> and same with other people. There's been other people that i I really admire their work. So I just think I'm going to bring up my A game here and try and try and do what I can. So yeah, so I think my main resources are people, and it's spotting those people if when you come across them. I think.
2: I think you're a lot more reflective than you realise as well, Casey. <laughs> I think you're reflecting on the people around you and you can see those people with uh, who are doing it differently and that kind of is quite inspiring, isn't it? So it's really good to hear. So what is the one question you wished we'd asked
0: you that we haven't, that you think would be useful for our audience? I think I probably covered it. I think I was kind of thinking about advice to others in terms of, breaking into an industry that seems hard to, to get into and you know my main thoughts on that are about taking opportunities when they come doing everything to the best of your ability when you can it's kind of like showing off in front of people you know even if they're just asking you to make them a cup of tea make that the best cup of tea they've ever drunk in their lives and then they will respect you and have the they, they will always be there for you you know be humble I think
2: I think that's really important, that being yeah. humble. Yeah. And the fact that you were really trying to make a connection with people, honest connection.
1: And I think it brings perspective because obviously, uh, you know, having work or working in the entertainment business, as, as you know, I, I also do, you can see how challenging and, you know, competitive can be at some points. And the amount of people that think that either you come in and you're the star of the team or you want to make it, that really brings perspective because not, you know, we, are, we don't all go and all of a sudden become the, the showrunner. You need to start from the very beginning. And if that beginning is making a cup of tea, as you said, make it the best ever. And I think it's giving yourself that time to grow and that time to become that person that you dream of being and allowing yourself to slowly take the steps to get there without rushing it. So I think that's a beautiful, a beautiful example and a beautiful tip to give to our audience as well. Give yourself time to get there.
2: Yeah, and if things are hard, they might be hard, but they're not impossible. If you really've got a dream, keep going.
0: <laughs> I think as well, what what is also good with regards to that, sort of starting at the bottom, is when you do start to kind of get a you know more confident in yourself. I've had a lot of fulfillment in giving other people opportunities as well because I'm very aware that if people hadn't given me opportunities then I wouldn't be doing what I want to do so I think it's really really important that we pay it forward is is the phrase now isn't it and if people take the time to seek you out to ask you questions I will take the time to sit down and answer those questions and I will do what I can to help them because it can feel very lonely when you're trying to do something you often need a cheerleader or you often just need just a slight chink, not even the door fully open, just a slight chink, leave it ajar, and then you're, you're away. But I, th- I think it's really important, you know, as you progress through your career, that you don't forget that. I, a lot of people, I think, can still be fairly insecure in their positions, but don't be, was <laughs> so what I would say. Let other people have that chance too.
2: You reminded us, actually, of the beauty of humanity. There is always people around You might make four or five people that are not helpful, but there's always a beautiful soul around that is uh, willing to give you that time and space. I found that when I was uh, teaching as a young teacher. There's always some lovely people around that want to, like you said,
1: pay it forward. That's a beautiful one. So we've got a couple more questions before we let you go, Katie. Can you sum up in one sentence how you made your life better?
0: The one sentence would be, what's the worst that can happen? Because I think unless you take risks, unless you ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And you come to terms with that, just go for it. Because if you don't go for it, you'll be constantly asking yourself for years, what would have happened if, and you know, I think sometimes if you catch yourself complaining a few too many times that's when you need to start thinking about it and think about what changes you can make and ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen?
1: Oh, I love that question. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure plenty of our listeners today are going to walk away thinking and asking themselves, hopefully, what is the worst that can happen? So one last one, where can we find you? For all of those wanting to connect with you, follow you, asking for an opportunity to help you out on Yakka or any of the shows that you create, where can they go to? So I'm,
0: I mostly use Instagram. Um, my personal one, I'm Sim, sim underscore saru, but that's mainly photos of dinners and sausage dogs. So that might become a bit boring. Uh, King Banana TV is our production company. We've got an Instagram and a Facebook account and a Twitter account. And also the show that we're currently working on, Yakadi, you can find on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as well if you want any inspiring little play prompts to kind of encourage your little ones and things to do during lockdown, then they're good ones to follow.
1: Beautiful. We'll make sure to pop those on the comments as well so people can find you easily. And Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I personally have found this conversation super inspiring. I find that, you know, creativity, if I can walk out with anything today is that creativity can leave everywhere all that you need for it to happen is give it a chance and I think that is a beautiful gift and a beautiful learning that you have given to us all today thank you for having me that's very sweet it's it's uh,
0: nice to have the opportunity to reflect on things and you know ask yourself why certain things have happened and why you do things a certain way so thank you for that opportunity yeah thank you Kate.
2: it was lovely thank you so inspiring
1: If you are listening to us want to keep on listening to these inspiring sessions, please make sure to tune in every week. We've got a new episode releasing every Monday. Please uh, subscribe to the channel. We are available on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and all the major podcast hosts. So please ensure that you're following us and subscribing so they can notify you. And if you find this useful, please share the love, share it with anybody that you think may benefit from listening to us and our lovely guests. And as always, if you want us to cover any topics or want any tips on any particular issue or any particular matter, please reach out to either Fleur or myself. We are all on www.flirtprime.com and www.coachingwithluthea.com and we are all ears for you. We hope to see you here next week. And until then, have a lovely week. Stay safe and keep on encouraging that creativity.